had uh, Stella McCartney raised her to be a award-winning um, sausage maker uh, <laughs> <laughs> and designer. Exactly. I'm thinking of Linda McCartney, actually. Yeah, sausages. I think you are. Um, Stella McCartney, obviously, with the, the leg. with the dress. Oh, oh right. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hello and welcome to episode five of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Uh, you may be listening on Spotify or iTunes. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow button underneath uh, our show title. That will give you a update every time that we post a new show on Spotify. Uh, I'm joined in the studio today, not by my regular co-host, John Miller. Uh, John is once again off on his holidays. Uh, so this week I'm joined by my good friend, uh, Greg. How are you, Greg? How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on. He loves his holidays, John, doesn't he? He does, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a man of the... He's a traveller. He's or a man of the sun. world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, he's off having fun. Um, you host your own podcast. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. So it's called The Men's Room, and we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you can get podcasts. Uh, and it's me, my friend Zach, and my other friend Adam. Uh, and we all just... We talk about what's gone on in the week, um... City issues going on. We uh, cover some topics like conspiracy theories we've nice. talked about in the past. Good. Yeah, we just we shoot the shit. We see what's going on. Uh, it's good. It's a really it's a really nice organic um, show that you've got going on there. Uh, I like the rapport between you three guys. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, we're all different personalities. Yeah, we've got, got a good kind of like dynamic trio going on yeah. there. Um, so yeah, I really would recommend uh, anyone that listens to this show. Uh, to go ahead uh, and check out the the men's room, the men's room, and that's yep. at the real men's room. At, on so on Instagram, we're at real men's room. Don't worry with the Twitter; we don't really do anything on there. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram at real men's room, and then check us out on Spotify. Sweet. On with the show. Uh, so today we are going to be going into a little bit of conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. Um, you're going to be our our resident kind of conspiracy uh, correspondent. This is it, mate. Show. Yeah, I like to think of myself as a black belt <laughs> in conspiracy theories, <laughs> keeping it sports related. Well versed, exactly. really well versed. Um, I have looked into uh, sports con conspiracy theories a little. Right. Yeah. Um, what did you find? Because I did the same. There's a few around. Um, obviously, we're the we're the back to football show, so we do like to try and link everything we do and talk about back to football. Um, there's not too many football conspiracy theories. Yeah. Out there. The, the main one that popped up, and it was on Wikipedia, uh, was the Ronaldo um, in 1998, in the France 98 final. Right. Um, he fell ill before the final. Okay. Meant to be the biggest game of his career, the big game um, for Brazil. Yeah. They were heavily sponsored by Nike at the time. They think he had kind of like a basically an epileptic fit before oh, right. the final. Okay. Um, he got pulled out of the team 72 minutes before the game started. Wow. So the team sheet's gone out. It says Ronaldo's starting. Yeah. Then 72 minutes before the game, they send out another team sheet and it says like Ronaldo's ill, he's sick, he can't play. And then like just before kickoff, they say actually, yeah, Ronaldo is going to play. He, and then he basically just was <clears> not <throat> himself. He like, the, I think the term was it, he sleep sleepwalked through the game or slept. Right, walk. okay. Um, so what's so the theory there? Well, so the theory is that Nike basically put a hell of a lot of pressure on him to actually uh, 
Nike contractually said, look, this guy has to play in the final. Oh, wow. We, okay. We put this much money into the Brazil team. Uh, we're, wow. the, we're the main sponsor of the team. We've paid for everything. Um, Ronaldo is our poster guy. Uh, and we, you know, we need him out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was okay. kind of forced to play, but they, they, I guess it's a big conspiracy theory in Brazil because it obviously mm. led to them losing that final, uh, I think, 3 0 in the end. It was the game that Zidane scored the two headers. I guess you may be too young to that was remember. The year I was born, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my era, I'm afraid. It's horrible. That is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Um, yeah, no, I didn't find any. So I tried to look in making yeah. an effort to keep it on, on theme. I, I couldn't really find many sport ones. I thought that there would be a few about, you know, the, the oil-rich okay, shakes yep. and all things like yep. that, but nothing like that. Uh, the Hand of God, that, yeah. that came up. Maradona. Apparently the referee and the officials were on the Argentine payroll. Okay. Maybe, don't know, doesn't really go beyond that. I buy, um, I buy it. Michael Phelps' gold medal, actually. That was a bit right. of a conspiracy theory. So it was in 2008, I believe, that he won the gold medal. And the theory is he that won many. Got I think he won a lot of gold. Medals, yeah, yeah. The theory is that he won, but didn't actually win the race. It was uh, so he touched the wall just after the Serbian who came second did, but because all the swimmers have a, a tracker on them, right, to be able to track their progress and yeah. when they actually hit it. But the theory is that his tracker was the sensitivity was pitched up a little bit Ooh. so that it would ping that he finished just that's a little bit earlier than any other. Swimmer, I don't know, I don't know anything behind it, but that's yeah. what I heard. But it's crazy though, because like Phelps is like as elite as they come. I mean, physically, mm, right. he, he is an a monster. And yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that is absolutely kind of built to just dominate Swim. in yeah. in his yeah in his chosen he's got like discipline. Size sixteen feet or something. Yeah, isn't he? he's like basically yeah. got flippers built yeah. in. Essentially, yeah. yeah, he's genetically hardwired. To, it's incredible to, to swim and win medals. Um, but yeah, that's interesting then. Mm. I, I just feel like he's the sort of guy that doesn't need a, a boost or it doesn't need an advantage, but it's win at all costs, isn't it? Uh, yeah, level. and you don't know, it's usually the teams, isn't it, behind them? Yeah. have more say than the actual Yeah, athlete. surprising amount of Olympic um, teams, actually, and coaches, and, you know, you had the Russia being banned from yeah, yeah. Um, the recent uh, Winter, Winter Olympics. Olympics um, you've had a lot of controversy with uh did you see the film with steve carell with the wrestling thing uh steve carell yeah he played the crazy wrestling coach um mm. in oh what was the film called it had channing tatum in it and it was about um oh um it won i think it won an oscar oh i i know what you're talking about right. vaguely the wiki club this is gonna be a wiki Google, club is it? yeah you fill time while i wiki club yeah no <laughs> Steve Carell and Channing Tatum in a wrestling film. What do we Google? Uh, there we aren't going to be many. Carell Tatum wrestling. <laughs> like Southpaw or something? No, that was the other one. No. I don't know. Boxing film, speaking of which, I watched Creed 2 the other day. How was that? Um, have you seen Creed 1? Uh, no, I've seen like Rocky. Yeah. I've seen the original Rocky. The films. first Creed film is really good. The second one is basically just his family issues and stuff. Okay, and very, how does like that 5% play fighting. Out? It's not great. As a boxing film, yeah. it's not great. But I'd, I recommend just watching the first one, really. There's this amazing fight where it's one shot, one okay. continuous oh, shot okay. Okay. for like um, all like six rounds or something. Yep. So I have a point to, to follow on from that. Yes. Everyone at home listening to this thinking, 
or knowing the name of the film with Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, the wrestling film, blah, 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 bleh, right. blah. It's called Foxcatcher. Oh. And I really, really would recommend that really? film, actually. Yeah, there's also a, 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 there's a documentary um, about the same thing and about the same guy. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant performance by Steve Carell in that film. Based on a true um, story, then? Based on a, absolutely a true story, oh, yeah. Right. So um, the I think Kurt Angle was part oh, yeah. of the same... Because he was obviously a USA pro wrestler, yeah. Olympic wrestler. Um, he'd been coached by the same guy. And it was this guy that had, he had like a ranch or a big retreat or something. And okay. that was where he, they did a lot of their training. But he was just running this super like strict, um, almost like military controlled oh, wow. environment where he was he was breaking these guys down to then build them back up again. Right. Um, but it eventually builds up and up and up to something a, a little bit bigger. Um, so yeah, I, I, I 100% would check that Fox film out. Yeah, Foxcatcher. Mm. So going back to your point before about uh, continuous shots and, and that Creed scene where it's one right. shot, um, I was looking up a little bit earlier about Pulp Fiction um, and the shot with um, Bruce Willis when he goes back to his apartment. Oh, going through all the back gardens. Going through all the back yeah, gardens yeah, and he yeah. goes through the fence. Incredible. And it's a, and no one, I th I couldn't find, at least, in my very brief Googling of, of, uh, of said shot, um, how they actually did that because it goes through the fence yeah um and it's this seamless beautiful amazing it's incredible show. for its era as well that film yeah. was what like 94 95, 94 something yeah like 94 that. 95 um but they think that it was possibly like a, a really small steady cam okay um i actually i looked at it I slowed it down a little bit i think it might actually be two shots really really beautifully woven together yeah Really? Yeah. Okay. But I'm a big fan of those tracking uh, Steadicam oh, shots. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. We should maybe try and recreate the the best yeah. tracking shot that we can. That would see be how, how many ridiculous obstacles we can get through. Through Rohampton. Yeah, yeah, through, <laughs> through, the, <laughs> through the, the forest. Through the, um, yeah. through the paved streets of Rohampton. Um, <laughs> boxing, uh, you mentioned Creed there. Yeah. Um, this weekend, AJ up against Ruiz. Did you see it? I, so I, I didn't see it because I was working um, summer ball at university, actually. Yep. But I, I watched, so um, I don't really watch sports. I watch people watching sports, which sounds ridiculous. Well, like goggle box of sports. Essentially, yeah. There's a YouTube <laughs> channel that they watch it. And it's interesting. Oh, really? What's the YouTube channel? So it's True Geordie. Okay. Yeah, he does um, the kickoff and he watches all Premier League games. And then he does like the knockout and watches okay. like boxing, UFC. And uh, he has some really interesting guests on there. And I like it because I... I feel like I, I prefer the opinion and the talk going around football and what, all of that rather than actually watching the game. Yeah. Because I know nothing really, but I prefer okay. listening to people who yep. know what they're talking about. It's always more it's more valuable in a, in a conversational yeah, for sure. environment. For yeah. sure. But um, yeah, no, the AJ Ruiz fight, I, I, I've been sort of following the progress of it because yep. obviously it was meant to be Jarrell Miller, wasn't it? Yeah. Before, but I, so I just think this fight's been doomed from the start. And <laughs> Well, did you see how uh, Andy Ruiz came to... Uh, actually land the fight he basically instagram dm'd uh eddie hurton right who's the anthony joshua's promoter yeah. and just said you know give it to me uh, i'll take that i'll take the fight and cool. so they they sorted out the fight more or less 
at least it was driven by a, an Instagram direct message. I mean, credit to place. him. Like, yeah. you look at the lad. Yeah. This is the one time in history that I'm able to say I'm in better shape than the <laughs> yeah. world heavyweight champion. The heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, insane. Because yeah. you would write, you wrote, everyone wrote him off yeah. beforehand. Well, he's, uh, his main sponsor is Snickers. Yeah. I believe Incredible. At this point. Um, He's the first Mexican world heavyweight champion. First Mexican world heavyweight champion. Like you say, he looks like a Tesco security guard. (laughs) Um, And people went back through his his social media back to 2012 when Joshua... Did you see this? They compared that. So you got the picture of Anthony (laughs) Joshua winning the gold medal at the Olympics. And then he's like... Andy Ruiz is sat on the toilet taking a selfie (laughs) saying, like, I just took a shit lol. It's incredible. Um, So, yeah, the the story arc on that is is probably better than anything we saw in the Game of Thrones finale. Definitely, yeah. Um, The most beautiful thing of it is that there'll be a you know, an eight-year-old in Mexico watching that, telling the story in 10 years' time of how he got into boxing when he watched oh, yeah, the Ruiz, Ruiz fight. Yeah, well, probably, like, there's probably guys that are sitting there now that are, like, 18, 19, thinking, actually, I could probably, I could yeah. start boxing. I yeah, could, yeah. I could get somewhere pretty quick. Um, Bodies don't win fights. Could be some conspiracy stuff around this fight, though. Oh, okay. I've seen a lot of people, um, well, one, there's obviously the, the theory that you... You lose this fight to then get a bigger fight back on home home soil, sell Redemption. out Wembley against an opponent that you probably on your day. I mean, just certainly before this fight, everyone had written off Ruiz. Yeah. So back on home soil, fighting someone that you should beat to a sellout crowd at Wembley, um, and then you regain all your world titles. Like it actually, it could inject <clears throat> a lot more. Um, enthusiasm into the, the whole Joshua narrative because yeah. I, I felt it had gone pretty stale. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know, I'm, I follow boxing to the point where I know the, I see if the big fights are happening but I don't follow the boxing news no, yeah. from week to week. No, I'm um, And this Joshua fight completely snuck up on me. I didn't, until the weigh-in, I didn't even know this fight was happening. Right. That's how, oh wow. kind of, that's how low profile essentially it is and I, follow sports quite avidly yeah um and yeah so i didn't know about it until the week before right and then this guy's upsetting him so i think that there's definitely like there's an area of sports fans in this country that have kind of lost faith in the whole oh let's get behind anthony joshua because you just feel every week like or every fight that yeah. he's just taking on someone that's going to be an easy win. Well, this is the thing. We, we So on the men's room, we reacted to Anthony Joshua uh, announcing the fight. Okay. And it was the most low energy yeah. announcement. He was just he was just in front of a, a conifer bush in his back garden, <laughs> looking like he's just gone for a dog walk, just saying, oh, how's it going? So happy to announce that at MSG, I'm going to be fighting yeah. Jarrell Miller, a.k.a. Big Baby. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Doesn't hype you up at all. Then Jarrell Miller is, you know, found guilty of uh, I, I can't remember. It was a fat reduce, fat reduction drug. Okay, still right. weighed yep. twenty stone. Yeah, God knows what he's like <laughs> if he didn't take it. But yeah, uh, and I think it's just been doing from the start. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly enough, I, I found out that this is the first fight that Anthony Joshua's had a psychiatrist on his team. Okay, so I think that really says something about his state of mind as well yeah. going into this fight and. From now, because you know everyone's discussing that he he's blatantly ducking the Deontay Wilder yeah, fight. Yeah, absolutely. And the th- the problem is now that he's 
he's lost this fight, lost his titles. It takes any momentum, any sting out of that fight that would be. He could still go and fight Deontay Wilder, mm-hmm. but if he lost that game, it would have been so much more. It would have been so much more impactful. Yeah, and if, even if he won it, but now it's like it's just take that fight is not going to be the same if no. it happens or not. Well, and and Wilder has all the more reason not to fight Joshua now, right? Because Wilder can say, "Well, I'm unbeaten. Um, you're you know you're a bum. You yeah. lost you lost to Andy Ruiz. Yeah, um, Ruiz is the new hot topic yeah. now. Ru- like Wilder will be thinking, "Hang on a minute, I want to I want to get this fight with Ruiz as soon as possible yeah. because." He's got all the belts. I now don't have to be Anthony Joshua to get those belts. I have to be Andy Ruiz. Exactly. So, um, yeah, Andy Ruiz's next fight will be very interesting. Um, some talk as well about him staying in shape. Um, in the sh- uh, so now that he's, you know, he's... Staying in his fight. shape, not well, yeah, in st- shape. Staying, not getting any worse, basically. Okay. So, like, they don't want him to get too big. Yeah. Because, um, obviously, he's going to have a lot of fame now. He's going to have a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a lot of media attention. You've got to stay focused. Yeah, 100%. Um, to at least, you know, defend your uh, belts that you now yeah, have. Yeah. So, I mean, no one expected it. No one expected it. Um, and I think it's great for the sport. I think it's going to yeah. put a lot of... Um, attention back into boxing that it, sure. it had lost with the the kind of uh the marginal fans and everyone loves an underdog story as well and I everyone think. loves an underdog More and the guy seems know. pretty like he's just an average yeah guy. he's just a like, bloke there's nothing he? nasty about him no, like he 100%. seemed um and you know all credit to joshua as well joshua was very humble in defeat he was um but you know how how else are you going to act in that situation it's, it's quite embarrassing to be honest yeah um, for sure to, to lose that fight when everyone was expecting you to. Um, interesting that it was at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I know it was sort of a spiritual home of boxing, um, but, you know, you've got an English heavyweight champion up against a, a Mexican yeah. challenger. Um, well, it was the Jarrell Miller fight. Okay, right. That's, that why, it, um, yeah. that's why it more or less didn't get cancelled. Yeah. It's because it's such a high-profile arena okay. event. You can't yeah. really cancel it. It's almost it. like... KSI, Logan Paul yeah. level. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good fight. Yeah, for uh, sure. Which there should be a rematch of that soon. So, there, so, uh, so this is the thing. So I'm quite <laughs> in touch with the YouTube community. Yeah, I have no um, life, basically, is yeah. the headline of that. But, um, yeah, no, so that will be around November time, I think they've scheduled it okay. for. But in the States? So, yeah, this is the thing. So it's going to be in the States this time. Yeah. Because, so, I, so I don't know if you followed the KSI, Logan Paul boxing not, match well, when it happened yeah not really so i was i i've heard a lot about it now i didn't watch the the fight or right. anything um but yeah i've heard a lot of i'm very up to date with it now okay um because yeah. the thing is the the contracts beforehand were made public and there was always going to be the rematch yeah so when it ended up Sounds as a draw like a conspiracy theory to well, me here's the thing people think it is but <laughs> it, no one's looking at what actually happened yeah so of course, it was a draw, and then one of the first things that KSI said was, oh, I guess we've got to have a rematch then. Yeah. It's like, oh, great, okay, more, look, more yeah. money that you're going to earn. But yeah. there was always going to be a rematch, regardless of the result. And I don't think people realise how difficult it is to orchestrate a draw in boxing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no way. Impossible. If you rewatch the fight, you see Michael Buffer check with the judges about four times. Yeah. Thinking like, yeah, you yeah, sure. Yeah. Is this right? 
Yeah. I, and there's always going to be a rematch. But think how much money they made from it. Oh, it's crazy. They'd be stupid yeah. not to. Yeah. So the reason that there's been a bit of a delay and no one really knows, bear in mind we're in June already, it's meant to yeah. happen in November, there'd already be coverage of it, is because it's in the hands of Logan Paul's team now. Because okay. they're American based. Mavericks. The Mavericks, yeah. yeah. Call that merch. Lincoln <laughs> Bio. <laughs> um, so. There's this whole thing of they're not getting their stuff together. It, okay. Logan wanted it in LA, but yeah. then KSI's team was like, well, you know, the time difference is like eight hours. It's not convenient. It's not great, is it, for the UK audience? Not great, yeah. So then it's looking more like New York, but then MSG, you have to book in like, what, 18 months in advance yeah. if you want to even attempt to get yeah. there. So it's just, it's up in the air at the moment. There's got to be some some medium-sized or decent-sized venues up there, though, that would, would host the fight. Yeah, for sure. Flight. I'm certain. Um, but it's just, I don't think they're getting our act together. Yeah, maybe um, the bark. Yeah, because, I mean, I've not heard a lot of talk about the actual preparation for the fight, so... Yeah. Um, and would there be a rematch, potentially, between... Uh, well, actually, I've heard that Jake Paul might fight Soldier Boy. Oh, my goodness. Jake needs to... So, okay, <laughs> so the thing is, right, oh, my... you. Got me down a garden path now, Dan. <laughs> Honestly, this is going to be a six-hour podcast. Now you've got me started. On the pools. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Jake Paul wants to fight Soldier Boy for some ridiculous reason. Yeah. It's just not going to happen, is it? He's not going to care. KSI wants to fight Jake Paul. Right. Because they, it, oh, it's just it's Jake Paul. We yeah. want to fight him in some way, yeah, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, he's the worst. But then... Jake saying he has to fight Logan before... Because the fight was originally going to be KSI, Jake Paul. It makes more sense. If yeah. you look at the sizes between them. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Logan Logan's Paul... Logan's a pretty big guy. Re all respect to him. He's a man-mountain. Yeah, he's big football player. He's a football player in uh, He was a wrestler. And a wrestler. wrestler. He was yeah. like... Came Fox second... <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's Let's end it now, Greg. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> That's the yeah. end of the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think he came second to the state champion in Ohio. Oh, so wow, okay. he's a born athlete. Yeah. And KSI is a YouTuber. Yeah. So KSI really fought his own and really did well. But I don't know. I think that it needs to go fight Logan Paul again, obtain the title, then fight Jake Paul and end it. Yeah. That's the boxing yeah. YouTube era done. Um, just to touch in on Ohio there that you mentioned, there's mm. some big like names that have come out of Ohio recently, like LeBron James, okay. Steph Curry, like so the two best NBA players. Um, yeah. And then the other ones is Machine Gun Kelly, mm -hmm. uh, the two Paul brothers. Yeah, you're right. Machine Gun and Kelly. then Odell Beckham Jr., who's like MVP, NFL player. Uh, he's he's mm. there in Cleveland now as well. Um, so that, that place is kind of... Um, They're athletic programs. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's on the map. Um, so to go back to... Uh, the Paul fight, then you think October? Uh, well, it, they've Later. been saying November, okay. but if I'm looking back on it, the so the last fight was August, and the coverage, the first press conference in America was May. Yeah. So we should be hearing dates around this yeah. time of year. Did you try and get tickets at all for the the first fight? No. No. <laughs> no. I was... Uh, were they difficult? They must have been gold dust to get. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. I really think they were. I, I was actually at a festival with my mate Zach when the fight happened. Was it in Manchester or London? Yeah, it was Manchester, Manchester Arena. Manchester, yeah. Manchester Arena. Um, we were at a festival and then we, we left the festival like at midnight <laughs> and we were like, right, okay, we need to find our results. And we went back at like three in the morning or a something draw. and we watched the highlights. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Wow. And was it broadcast 
on YouTube or is it pay-per-view? So, <laughs> so it was a pay-per-view uh, broadcast on YouTube as well, but then they released all the fights six days later just right. for, free for free on YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. you could have paid the pay-per-view, but yeah, there's no real point. There's and no I think point. that a few people streamed it on Twitch and things like that, as people always do yeah, yeah. for free. Yeah, but, um, pirates exactly. everywhere. Yeah. Um, all right, I feel like we should come back out of that Come back up that garden path, yeah. out the gate, up close the, the gate, lock the gate. <laughs> um, and let's get into then our conspiracy uh, that you've brought along with you. Um, I may be able to provide you with some sound effects for this, I but um, you'll have to maybe uh, start the item uh, first and, Absolutely, and then we'll get mate. into the, <laughs> the sound effects of it. Absolutely. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you got one. Oh, I love it. It's the best one. It's, the cl- it's classic. Incredible. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> so there you are. Conspiracy that you've brought with you. Conspiracy theory correspondent Greg. Exactly. The egg. Um, <laughs> in the building. <laughs> in the building. Uh, take it away. All right. So Paul McCartney. We all know him. We do. Beatles. Or, or do we? Okay. So this <laughs> is the popular urban legend that the Beatle Paul McCartney <laughs> had been killed in 1966 and he'd been replaced by a lookalike ever since. <laughs> exactly. That is wild. That it is. is a wild conspiracy theory. Do you know what? I've not heard this one before, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. So this is a theory that I've, it's a fairly recent to me. I probably heard about it about a year ago, uh, and since then I've kept tabs on it and all things like that. Okay. Um, I think that it's, it's getting more broadly known, and of course everyone now will know about it on here, so... That's yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, we, we reach millions of people. Exactly, podcast, yeah. So. We're speaking men of the people. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? <laughs> this is a public exactly. service announcement. That's it, mate. So the theory is that he was killed in a car crash. Okay. Uh, they were at a party. He went out to get drugs, mm-hmm. drove to get them, uh, and died in the car crash. Right. The Volkswagen Beetle. I'm joking, I made that okay. up. <laughs> okay, so I thought it would be a good idea to maybe rate the evidence that we've got out of 10. All right. Because there's, there's a few okay. different bits of evidence. Treat this as a trial. Exactly. So, all right, one bit of evidence is that there's an audio clip at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Are, you, are you a fan of the Beatles? I do you? like the Beatles, yeah. You're a fan? I'm, I'm okay. a fan. I, I, partic- I like... The best of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the number that Spotify, one. What's that Spotify playlist? Like, yeah, this is this is artist. the Beatles. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm well versed in in their greatest hits. Okay. Um, and I know a few kind of of the off off beat yeah. Beatles tracks, but yeah, I mean, I they're great. They're uh, yeah, because these guys were huge. Yeah, they were <laughs> like huge yeah. in the day. So there's an audio clip at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever in which there's a distorted voice of John Lennon, and he's heard saying something. Conspiracy theorists believe that he's saying, I buried Paul. Now, this is the bit that I found a bit tenuous, because Lennon claimed that he is saying cranberry sauce, as you do at the end of a song. But then the Beatles press officer claimed that he was saying, I'm very bored. Right. So my point with this is, if he was saying one of those things, why have they got contradictory statements? Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Also, an- another thing that I will address going into this is that auto-suggestion is a real thing when it comes to audio. So if I, tell, if I play you a bit of audio and it sounds garbled, and then I tell you to listen to it, listen, and, listen out for 
I buried Paul, you're going to hear that. Your brain's going to try okay. and hear it. Right. So all of these are a bit tenuous. Okay. <laughs> so bear that in mind if you do go and research I will, it. I'm going to try and find this Strawberry Fields Forever exactly. um, while we're on air and we will listen to it. Exactly. I don't. I think because they were on. I think it's worth mentioning a hell of a lot of drugs while they were doing a lot of their music. So right. it's very likely that he said cranberry sauce at yeah. the end of a song. Well, I'm going to fade up the. We'll probably get yeah, some sort of copyright strike for this, but I'm right. fade up the last thirty seconds here of Strawberry Fields Forever, and we'll see if we can hear this. Well, it's a bit eerie, isn't it? Say it. I killed Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I killed him. Oh, there. I heard cranberry sauce. There you go. Wait, let's go for one more time. Go again, yeah. I don't know, it's tenuous. Cranberry. Yeah, that's like the thing. The end there. Um, all right. I'm rating that piece of evidence now. Are you ready for me to rate Go it? Go for it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, based on what I've heard, Your Honour, um, <laughs> I'm giving that a, a two out of ten because okay. I heard cranberry sauce. I didn't hear I buried, but cranberry, I buried, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it could. This is the thing, it's auto-suggestion. If I tell you to look out for something, you're going to try and find that. Try and find and conspiracy theorists, we love to try and find things <laughs> when... We when others it's not really there, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, second piece of evidence. Second piece of evidence. The burial. Okay. Okay. So this is on the cover of uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band. Yep. It's filled with references to Paul being dead. <laughs> uh, and I will tell you some of them. So I don't know how someone found this one out. Yeah, I think that's a more interesting story than the theory. But if you hold a mirror over the lonely hearts in the drum logo, uh, it appears to use numbers and Roman numerals to spell out 11-9, he die. Ooh. An alleged reference to McCartney's dying, uh, McCartney's death on the November 9th, 1966. Could that be... To link two major conspiracies together, could oh. that be a precursor for September the 11th? No. 11 and 9. Because it's the different... It's Beatles predicted. They predicted it a couple of months out. <laughs> um, 11 yeah, but 9. Using the other date system. So obviously 9-11 is American. But it's November 9th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. So it's the two, num oh, okay. the two numbers, but you switch them around. So an American... In America date and... Oh, okay. Yeah, there's okay, something in there. There's levels to this. Yeah, this is Illuminati we're exposing here. Crikey. Um, but we have a sound effect for that. <laughs> there you go, mate. Um, okay, so have you checked that out? Have you seen that? Have you used a mirror to do that? I have, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I've got evidence here if you want to okay. see it. It's just if I, I've got my paper. I'm being presented with a piece of paper. Exactly, yeah. Um, I can see... It's on um, the left side there. Yeah, 11 or... The 11, I... It's um, Roman numerals. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that doesn't look like a normal 11. Yeah. Um, okay, I definitely see he die. Yep, that's um, the thing. But then remember that it's a mirror held up yeah. halfway across it. But 
Nevertheless, we carry on. All right, that uh, also, in the corner of the album art, yeah. there is a next next to a doll that wears a Welcome to Rolling Stone jumper. Yeah. There is a reddish driving glove. Okay. Which symbolizes McCartney's bloody crash in oh. his car. Bloody hell. Exactly. That is another piece of evidence. It certainly is. Suggesting it? so. Symbolism. Symbolism, exactly. Uh, a bass guitar, which is made out of flowers. Uh, so bear in mind, this is all meant to look like a funeral. Okay. This is meant to be his burial, because there's yep. uh, beetles written in the uh, stereotypical... In the flowers, yeah. Flowers, yep. yeah. Uh, and a bass guitar is made out of flowers in the foreground, and it only has three strings. Right. Allegedly, this symbolizes that the dead Paul McCartney is the missing string. I see. It's also a left-handed bass guitar, yep. which, of course, Paul McCartney was left-handed. And he used a left-handed bass guitar. So, yeah, how would you rate Do that you one think, out of uh, out I like ten? it. I think it's better evidence than the cranberry sauce. Yeah. Um, but I also think, is there any chance that they were just trying to make some sort of joke or judgment or is it possible that maybe John or Ringo um, sort of threw in these um, symbolic signs to suggest that Paul was the worst one and that actually Paul is dead. We don't respect him anymore. Potentially. Slag him off oh, okay, I see what you messages. mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Someone I think, having um, a pop. I do remember seeing that this was a theory that did fly around at the time. Yeah. So they could very much just have been playing along with it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, another thing I forgot to mention about this one is that above Paul McCartney, uh, so of course this uh, album art has a lot of different people in the background of the Beatles. Yep. Paul McCartney, there's like a, an outstretched hand over his head. Okay. Um, and an open palm above a head. I think it's in... Um, Bible? Uh, no, it's in it's in uh, it's a cultural reference. I'm not okay. going to guess at the culture, yeah. but uh, that is meant to be a cultural reference for dead death. Okay, the hand above the head of death. Yeah. Uh, again, sword of Damocles hanging above his head. That sort of thing. thing yeah. yeah, I don't know. It could have just been how someone was placed. You know, it's yeah. it's tenuous. But um, so, how would you rate that one? I like I like it more than so. If I'm giving two to the cranberries thing, um, probably the cranberries <laughs> thing, <laughs> then um, probably this is a this is a strong five. Strong five. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, I like that. I give it about a six. Okay. I yeah. think that there's the same ballpark. Yeah, I think that because there's so many different bits to it. Yeah, uh, that's my thing. Next is another album art. This is uh, the funeral procession. So again, right. on the theme of death. Yeah. This is the album art for Abbey Road. Okay. Okay. So the four Beatles are walking in line. Yeah. John at the front. Yeah. He's the I think it's the he's the priest at the front. Um. Then you've got oh yeah here you go in my notes. So you've got the grave digger at the back, which is I think it's Ringo at the back in all denim, long hair. Then you've got the Undertaker, which uh, is uh, the other one. What is it, jo George? George Harrison. George Harrison, one. Yeah. Uh, And then you've got the priest at the front, which is John Lennon. Okay. Paul is walking out of step with all of the Beatles. Okay. Um, he's shoeless, mm -hmm. uh, which apparently to theorists like myself um, <laughs> <laughs> was a nod to the practice of, um, you know, removing shoes from corpses. Taking your shoes off. Yeah, yeah, apparently. But then Paul McCartney came back at this and he said that it was just a really hot day. You fancy taking his shoes off. <sighs> Don't buy it. 
let it be. Yeah. You know nice, what I mean? Nice. I don't have anything for that other than this. Uh, brilliant. And then in the background of this, oh, that's what <laughs> yeah. wasted. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Um, so uh, also in this one, in the background, there is a Volkswagen Beetle, which mm -hmm. happens to carry the license plate 28IF, 28IF, mm -hmm. if you will, okay. which has been interpreted as a message that McCartney would have been 28 years old in this photo oh. if he'd okay. have lived. 28 if. Right. Oh, what do you think of that one? What do you make of it? It's good. I like it as well. I'd probably go up one from the, the last one, so six. Well, this is the thing. Leading on from the funeral, the procession, mm. you know? Yeah, it would happen. It would Part I, of the narrative. Yeah. Blimey. So how many, are there more, more, is there more evidence to support this? Of the Abbey Road one. Of oh, him mate, being dead. We're just getting started. Okay. Right. We're not down the rabbit hole yet. Okay, the walrus. Right. This is another theory. There are two things to note about the magical mystery tour. Firstly, there's the word Beatles spelled out in stars. Yeah. When viewed upside down, don't know why you would, but the stars appear to spell out a phone number, okay. which is 231 now, rumour has it that this was some kind of special Paul is Dead hotline. Okay. If you call it in Toronto, however, you'll be connected to Carrick... I haven't tried this, by the way. I will just throw that one out there. This is... I've just got this gone good. Yeah, we'll... Got good sources. Yeah. Um, Respect that. You will be connected to Carrick Homes Limited, a custom homes contractor that has little to no information about celebrity death conspiracies. So yeah, I led you down the garden path there, I apologize. <laughs> Secondly, fans have surmised that McCartney was in a black walrus suit because certain Arctic cultures see the walrus as a symbol of death. Okay. There is an issue with this concept, uh, is that the, the beetle in the walrus costume isn't even McCartney, it's John Lennon. So Right. So maybe they're both dead at this point. Exactly, yeah. But um, So that was a theory that I found, but... You know, it, it ten, it's it's false essentially. Okay, so, so it's we're a little all, bit. Of, we'll write that one off. We'll write that one off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. False evidence. The walrus. This yeah. is the thing with this theory. It's like a lot of people have got it and run with it with totally no. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. So the next bit of information, bit of evidence, is that there is a picture in the White Album. Okay. A uh, bit of concept art that is apparently a picture of uh, McCartney's corpse. Uh, it's him in a bathtub, essentially, uh, being washed prior to an autopsy. Uh, right. Morgue attendants do actually wash them. But uh, the thing is, it's in. it's got a load of bubbles. It's a bubble bath, essentially, that he's laying in, which I don't think is really... It's not general morgue practice. Especially if you've been badly mangled from an auto crash. I yes, with so, uh, his crushed hand in this a red thing. sock. So going on to the imposter, as I mentioned before, it's apparently William Campbell who won a uh, Beatles lookalike contest right. in, I think, a couple of years prior to him allegedly dying. Okay. However, and I think this is where the, <laughs> the theory it's falls apart fall a little apart bit. Wheels. Um, there's no actual evidence of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest, nor of William Campbell. Right. Well, why would you keep the evidence around for that? If you're going to try and pull this This is off? the thing, yeah. That's you know, a really you, good that's point. That's the first thing you do. Car crashes... 
He went to go and get the drugs. The car crashed. Straight away, my first thought would be dispose of the evidence of that lookalike contest two years ago and get William Campbell on the phone. Yeah. Because he's got a job to do. But then I present you an issue. If the next... So, okay, so this Paul McCartney that we live in with this universe yeah. and this, this timeline yeah. that is William Campbell, when he dies, what happens then? Do we celebrate it? Not celebrate it, but do we commemorate it as Paul McCartney's death, William Campbell's death? What about his family? Well, I think, yeah. I think the, the main point I think I would make to what William Campbell's done is he, he's performed... <laughs> for another 30 years. Yeah. He performed at the opening of the Olympic Games in 2012. Exactly. Um, he had St- uh, Stella McCartney raised her to be a award-winning um, sausage maker uh, <laughs> <laughs> and designer. Exactly. I'm thinking of Linda McCartney, actually. Yeah, sausages. I think you are. Um, Stella McCartney, obviously, with the, the, leg. With the dress. Oh, oh right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Linda's sausages and Stella's dresses. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, they wouldn't have come if it wasn't for the work of William Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, yeah William Campbell. Yeah. Um, I'm but also yeah. thinking around that time, Campbell, Campbell soup, pop art. There's there's something in there. I think Warhol was involved in this potentially. There's a whole like universe, yeah. of <laughs> cinematic a universe of <laughs> yeah. Paul McCartney. Oh, oh, there's theories. various other little bits. Yeah. Um, there's an album cover where at the back he is the only one that's facing away from the camera. Yeah. Uh, there's another album cover that he. Uh, so it's the four. There's four panels with all the Beatles stars. He's the only one with a red coloured panel. Right. Signifying death. I don't know. It's it's a tenuous theory, but it's an interesting one. There's a yeah. lot of research gone into it. I'm going to look into it some more, um, but I'm happy to to make a judgment on it now. Um, I'm going to go with, based on the evidence presented to me today, uh, in the court of conspiracy, led by uh, Judge Judge Greg, which is uh, is quite (laughs) good. (laughs) Judge (laughs) Greg. I'm going, I'm calling bullshit. Calling bullshit on on the whole thing, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, But I will need to see pictures of Paul then and now um, yeah but yeah I'm, I I think it's probably a stretch mm. um, but hey he's he's one of two remaining Beatles uh, yeah and William Campbell and is Ringo he's still a, I think Ringo's still around he's knocking about isn't yeah, he? yeah yeah John and George, John and George. Uh, are no longer with us um, but Ringo's definitely still about yeah I hope Otherwise, we will have to edit this, obviously, out of the podcast. (laughs) Um, But, Greg, we probably should wrap this podcast up because I'm aware you've got somewhere that you need to be um, in about five minutes' time. That's the one. Um, Let's tell people where they... So if you go to uh, Instagram and it's at the BTF podcast, um, on next show, we are going to be doing a Love Island draft. Love Island started uh, this week. Uh, and there's been so much to talk about already. So we're going to be going through each of the contestants this year and forming a team each. That's me and John. Uh, Greg, uh, when's your next Men's Room podcast coming out? So we recorded yesterday, uh, and it will be up either Wednesday night or Thursday night, depending on when I decide to edit. Yeah, when you <laughs> press that button. Exactly, uh, yeah. And get it up there. Uh, I think it's been a good show. Um, we've gotten to the bottom of this this whole Paul McCartney thing. Exactly, which I think yeah. It's really what we all needed um, on this week uh, that Donald Trump visited London London, uh, and there's been a whole load of stuff there. Um, Champions League final.
the Champions League final. Didn't get to cover. Which we didn't talk about. So me and John will talk about that on the next show. Um, but some the cha- Spurs fan. I am, so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. some that final up your emotions in maybe three words. Genuinely, I'm all right. <laughs> there we go. That's a great way to end the show. Uh, yep, definitely tune in to uh, our next podcast. Uh, and John will be back with us. Uh, Greg, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. We'll get you on again soon. 100%. All right, cheers, guys. Bye. See you later.